DC Universe Rebirth. Hello, time travelers. It's me, Matt Anderson, back again, returning to the comic book time machine. It's been a while. I have uh, been taking a little time off from my second podcast, uh, which is this one, (laughs) to uh, just have more time for family and uh, real life things. But uh, here I am back for another episode. Had to address this DC Universe Rebirth issue that came out last week as I record. So I'm recording here tonight on June 2nd, 2016, and uh, DC Universe Rebirth came out on May 25th, 2016, so just over a week ago. I loved it. We're going to talk all about it tonight. In fact, I'm about to have a guest. He's not here yet. His name is Seth. Uh, as soon as he Skypes in, we'll get this thing going, but uh, I thought I'd take this opportunity to quickly tell you where I've been and uh, maybe talk a little about some other things a little bit before we go all into DC Rebirth. Uh, so... Let's see, where should we start here? Well, one thing I definitely wanted to plug on this episode, as I have a few minutes here before Seth uh, gets on the line, is on my other podcast, The Sci-Fi Christian, The Sci-Fi Christian, which you can find at thesci-fi-christian.com, we are in the middle right now of taking votes for our annual countdown. So every year we do a top 100 something. So last year we did top 100 sci-fi movies. In the past we've done top 100 sci-fi authors. We've done TV shows. Well, this year we're doing top 100 sci-fi characters and a second list, top 100 comic book characters. We wanted to have those two listed separately on their own separate list. Uh, I guess it was more me pushing for that rather than my co-host Ben. The reason is I like comic books and I like sci-fi. I like doing countdowns, so I thought why not have two countdowns? It would be great to have you know, people like Batman, Superman, Aquaman all on a separate list rather than just have a mixed into the sci-fi list. I guess it would be kind of interesting to see though where somebody like Batman would land on an overall list. But all that to say, I'm plugging it here because we just had our deadline for our podcast listeners on May 31st. But I asked my co-host Ben DeBono if he minded if I opened it up to the comic book time machine audience and he gave me the go ahead. So here it is. Like I said, I'm recording this on June 2nd. I'm guessing it will go out pretty soon. We're going to give you until June 15th to email me your votes for this. So here's how it will work. You only have to send 10, and you have to rank them, 1 through 10, and they'll get different point levels depending on where you put them. Uh, You do have an option to send 10 additional, 11 through 20. Those don't have to be ranked. They'll each just get one half point. So go ahead and email those to me at matt at thesci-fi-christian.com. Like I said, number ones through 10 have to be ranked. 11 through 20 can be in any order. Send those by June 15th. I mean, if you're a few days late, it's not the end of the world, but try to get them to us by June 15th. And while you're at it, if you do want to jump in and add to the other list, the top 100 sci-fi characters, you can feel free to do that as well. Uh, and it'll just follow the same pattern. You can send, you only have to send 10, but you are required to send at least 10 ranked one through 10. 11 through 20 can be in any order. So, Send me your uh, top comic book characters and your top sci-fi characters, but especially comic book because we're doing that one first. 
So there is the plug for that. June 15th. Try to make it happen. Like I said, if it comes in June 16th, it's not the end of the world, but we're going to have to start recording these pretty soon. So that's happening. Uh, let's see. What else can we talk about before Seth gets on the line? Well, I guess I could admit something to you. I tend to be pretty transparent podcast host. Uh, so some people have been wondering why haven't I been doing any episodes of this? And it's not that I don't like podcasting. I just want to get that out of the way. I love it. It's just time hasn't been uh, on my side when it comes to having free time. But uh, I still, with that being said, I'm still weekly recording the Sci-Fi Christian. So what's the difference? Why am I not doing Comic Book Time Machine as much, and, but I'm still doing Sci-Fi Christian weekly? Well, I think it kind of come down comes down to a listener base. Now, I'm not. this is not a diss on our listeners. We love you guys at the Comic Book Time Machine. Uh, we love that you're listening. But I, there's just not as many people that have tended to be interested in my specific podcast. So here, I'll give you some examples. Well, I'll give you one example that comes to mind. Uh, let's see. I, you may remember I was doing a series of Spider-Man episodes. We covered uh, the whole Spider-Verse event that happened. That was just last year, I think. It must have been. Yeah. So or was it two years ago? I can't remember now. But when Spider-Verse happened, I was doing multiple episodes. And we actually had an uploading problem where... Uh, me and my co-host at, for that episode, uh, Dave, David, yeah, I think him and his co-host. So from Geek This, there's Dave and David, and I had David on with me. So David and I did a long episode. I mean, it must have been about two hours long on Spider-Verse, and we uploaded it. There was an uploading problem, and it actually turned out that only half the episode was out there in the comic book time machine feed. So you know, just in the middle of a sentence, it just cuts out. And it was out there for weeks, if not over a month before uh, my friend and co-host of the comic book time machine, Daniel Butcher was listening to the Spider-Verse episode. And he noticed that it wasn't a full episode. So he was the first one to really point it out. So it got me thinking and in a sad way realizing, I don't know if anybody's even really listening to these. And so when I had to figure out, okay, where am I going to give my time? It's got to be to podcast that people listen to i think you'll understand but uh i had a i got a nice message from one of our listeners whose name is trevor let me see if i can load that up here he said yeah i got it right here hey this is what trevor wrote, wrote to me hey so are you done with comic book time machine just curious haven't heard an episode with you and i or sorry with you in a while and he heard on the sci-fi christian that we're moving some equipment around so he says i definitely understand you are very busy with uh, your new little one, uh, but I definitely still enjoy hearing your opinions on comic books as well. So, Trevor, I really appreciated that message you sent me through Facebook, and it it got me realizing, okay, there's some people out there who are interested in listening to this format of a show uh, where it's more strictly comic books rather than my other show, which covers uh, you know, sci-fi, pop culture, theology, philosophy. So, Trevor, I'm going to dedicate this episode to you. Thanks for your message. Uh, it got me back behind the microphone to do an episode of the Comic Book Time Machine. And uh, I actually asked Trevor if he also wanted to be a part of this episode. Uh, but let's see. He said he's not keeping up. He just wants to wants to hear about it from me. So that's good. So Trevor, hope you're listening. Thanks. This episode's dedicated to you. Uh, Seth, who's going to be on here in a few minutes, he had wrote to me and just asked if I had read Rebirth, which was sort of the catalyst for me asking him if he wanted to be on with me today. All, he's... Uh, he also has a, a podcast called Take Me to Your Reader, which I'll let him plug here momentarily. Uh, but uh, he and I kind of exchanged a few emails about DC and Rebirth and 
I thought, you know, this is perfect. Seth is an awesome podcaster. I love his show. So let's get him on the comic book time machine. So he should be here in just a few minutes as I look at the clock. Um, I did have a a topic I could talk about here related to DC Universe Rebirth before Seth gets on because I don't know how much we're going to really cover it. So starting now, I'm going to start talking about spoilers for Rebirth and then also to Justice League issue number 50, which came out on the exact same day as Rebirth. So here we go. Spoilers ahead. Uh, it's possible when Seth gets on, we may talk less in spoilers at the beginning and then dive in. But I, I think I, I need to talk about this spoiler-filled thing right now. Okay, so here we go. Spoiler for Justice League 50. It was the final chapter in the Dark Side War. I read it. Actually, when I went to the comic shop, I bought both of those comics because I had heard something big was happening in 50 that I wanted to be able to see and read before I heard about it online. So I read that one first and then read Rebirth immediately afterwards. It was a good experience to do it that way because if you flip open the very first page of Rebirth, at the bottom there is a note that says, this tale takes place after Justice League number 50 and Superman number 52. So read those first. I didn't read Superman number 52, but all you have to know is, spoilers, the new 52 version of Superman died in that issue. So that will be important for the story that Rebirth is going to start. Okay, so back to Justice League number 50. The thing that had been teased in media and, uh, I mean, I'm sure if you're into comic books, you probably heard this was coming up. They There was an issue, uh, I don't know what, what number it was, but a few months back where Batman gained the power of this god machine that was able to answer any question. And so one of the first questions he asked was, who is the Joker? And we as the audience and readers don't get to see what the answer is to to that, but we get Batman's response, which is, that's impossible. So issue 50 was teased as revealing what did Batman hear when he asked that question. So the way we all took that is we're going to find out the name of the Joker. And on my other podcast, The Sci-Fi Christian, uh, we actually mentioned that this was coming up and both me and my co-host Ben were against finding out the identity of the Joker. Cause one of the, the fun things about that character is there's just always been this mystery. We've got hints, especially in places like the killing joke as to who Joker is or was before he became who he is now, but it's kind of fun not knowing completely. So issue 50 comes out. I don't really want to know. I mean, I don't really want to exist. I don't want the answer to exist, but I do at least need to know. So I read that, get to the part where it reveals about Joker. It actually was even more of a surprise than I thought. It doesn't give us a name. The chair answered Batman that there are actually three Jokers. And we see uh, sort of three different time periods of Joker, which would be, I don't have the picture in front of me, but I I think it was the classic Joker uh, from, you know, when it first came out in the late 30s, early 40s. Uh, Then there was the Killing Joke era Joker, which I don't know what year that came out, but I bet it was around the 80s. And then the third Joker was the New 52 Joker, which has been causing a bunch of crazy violent crime in the last uh, four years. Okay, so the answer, like I said, is that these three Jokers are the Joker. So there's three different people coexisting as Joker at the same time. And so... It does open up a kind of a fun mystery, and maybe there's even well. I guess they, I was gonna say maybe there's even more than three, but the chair did answer that there are three. I guess it could just mean that there's three currently living. So, I mean, in in the New Fifty Two, there were hints that possibly the Joker was some sort of immortal character 
So maybe that's just the new 52 version is, is sort of the immortal. Uh, so I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on that. Feel free to comment on this episode and let us know what you think about that reveal about the Joker. You can comment on Facebook or you can comment uh, on the website here, uh, comicbooktimemachine.com. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy. It's been a long time since I was on. The last, I was just texting with Daniel Butcher. The last episode I did of this show was with him back at Christmas time. We uh, got together and exchanged presents and just kind of had a fun comic top, like Christmas time comic talk, I think is what we called it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, but now here I am in June recording. So it's been almost six months since I did an episode of this. And we do, uh, I had been talking to Ben Avery. We do still have plans to follow through with what we talked about in episode 50. Now, if you remember episode 50, we had mentioned that, uh, well, we gave our list of top thing, top 10 things we want to read before episode 100. So all three of us have been slowly picking away at that list and reading these things we've never read before. Uh, I believe we all did first time reads for this. Uh, so yeah, definitely, definitely fun here. Just got a message from Seth. He says a little trouble with Skype, hopefully on in a minute. So that's perfect. Seth, I was just wrapping up my notes of things I wanted to make sure I talked about. So, uh, just, I mean, if you're interested, I, I just thought of this now, uh, let me take a look here at my notes. I'm gonna, you might hear a few clicking as I click through. I just thought of this a second ago, but maybe it would be useful for you if you're listening to this episode and you like uh, hearing my solo episodes. I'm going to give you my list of things I plan to read by episode 100. And then you can tell me, listeners, you have to write in to me. Tell me if there's ones that you want me to do an episode of kind of by itself. So let me see if I can find that list i think this is it one two three four five six seven eight nine Uh oh <laughs> that's not it there's only nine where is my oh here we go okay i made a top 25 list that's not right uh oh we only want 10 all right here are the 10 things i'm going to read before episode 100 Oh boy, this this first one. There's no way I'm going to get to the whole thing. Jeff Johns's run on Green Lantern, which is three huge omnibuses long. Uh, I'll read some of it, but I don't think I'm going to finish all of them by episode 100, unless I guess at our current release rate for a comic book time machine, that is possible, but I doubt it. But I have I have started it, so I can tell you my early thoughts on that. Uh, next up is uh, two Batman graphic novels. Uh, one is called Dark Victory, and one is Haunted Night. Oh, here we go. Just got a note from Seth. He says he's coming on just a second here. Uh, yeah, so the second one, like I said, Dark Victory and then Haunted Night. Those are, I don't know, follow-ups. I don't know if they're sequels, but they're follow-ups to The Long Halloween, both by uh, Loeb and Sale. Those are the writer and artist. So that's two. Number three is a series called Justice. This was recommended to me by Ben Avery. So I have the whole thing here. Just have to read it. Uh, number four will be Unwritten. This is a Vertigo title. Uh, I've never read anything about it. I have a sense of what it might be about, but I don't really know how to explain it right now. It feels like it's not tied into the Fables universe, but it has maybe aspects of what Fables was like. I guess I don't exactly know. So Unwritten is coming up. Astro City, that's my next one. Number five is Astro City, another one recommended to me by Ben Avery, and I think Daniel Butcher has read a lot of this. Uh, I've read maybe two or three issues, but not even one full graphic novel. So I'm looking forward to diving into that universe. Number six is Superman Red Sun, and I have already finished that one. So we could talk about that. I think Ben Avery is reading that one too. 
Number seven is Batman, The Man Who Laughs by Ed Brubaker. Uh, I don't know anything about it, but Brubaker is good and Batman's good, so I'm sure that'll be fun. All right, the next three I have read. All right, we've got eight is Batman, Whatever Happened to the Caped Caped Crusader by Neil Gaiman. This is actually, I read the main, well, I got this in graphic novel form, and I read the main uh, issues related to that title, but then also the the collection had some other Gaiman-written Batman stories, so we can talk about that. Uh, number nine was the Rick Remender run on Uncanny X-Force. You won't believe it. I mean, this is seven volumes long, but I have finished that already. I dove into that early on, so that is done. That was fun, but we can talk more about that later. And uh, finally, number 10. I'm going to have to admit something right here. Number 10 is Kill Shakespeare. Uh, should I admit it now? Uh, I have some thoughts on this, but I'll save it for episode 100. Uh, but that one is also, I'm also done with Kill Shakespeare. So those are the 10 things that I'm going to either, well, either I have completed or I will complete it by episode 100. And then if the plans go correctly, you're going to have the reuniting of Ben Avery, Daniel Butcher, and Matt Anderson all together on the comic book time machine, which hasn't happened for a while. I know uh, Daniel has also been having trouble just being able to have uh, time for podcasting as well. So Ben Avery is really the only one that's holding strong. So I guess uh, here's a shout out to Ben. Ben Avery, thank you for keeping things going here at the comic book time machine while Daniel and I dealt with real life things. Uh, I'm not sure when I'll be back for another solo episode, to be honest. I, I'm glad that I have this opportunity to do this one with Seth here tonight. Uh, but I don't have any immediate plans for a follow-up. I mean, I guess it would be fun to get together with Daniel or get together with Ben and, and do some sort of group episode again. You know what? I bet I know what the next one will be. Uh, I have still want to continue on with Crisis on Infinite Earths, and you'll never believe it. I haven't done a, I haven't read another issue since the last event episode that Daniel and Ben and myself did, and I have no idea even when that was. Uh, I could maybe try to look, but... Um, uh, probably this won't be good for podcasting if I'm just searching our own website. But, uh, oh, get a message from Seth. He says he's on. Let me go ahead and call him here. But, uh, yeah, so probably next time you'll hear from me besides Rebirth is Crisis on Infinite Earths issue number seven. So you can definitely read along. All right, let's call him. Here's Seth. Hey, Seth, how's it going? Let me make sure I got the right device. All right. We're on live here. I've just been recording a little intro, if you can hear me. Are, are you hearing me? Yeah, I'm hearing you. Okay. Are, are you hearing me uh, like I'm coming through the laptop or coming through a decent mic? Mm, it's hard to tell. It's a little quiet, So, uh, but that that doesn't mean that it's not going through your mic. It might just be my headphones. Okay. For some reason, it's coming up. So we're on the show right now. Do you, do you have anything you want to say to everybody? <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey, that, actually, just now you came in a little bit more clear. Did you change something? Yeah, I had to, I had to switch my settings to the other microphone. Usually I have the other one disabled, but I didn't this time. So I did a little bit of a preview of, uh, well, if you've been listening to the Sci-Fi Christian, you know we have the top 100 comic book characters countdown coming up. So I, I asked this audience to also send in their votes. So we got that. So Good again, call. audience, you can send it to matt at the sci-fi Christian.com. Uh, then I talked a little bit about the Joker identity reveal, the, who the Joker actually is. I don't know if you 
pick that out of this issue as something important, but that was that happened in Justice League number 50. So I talked a little bit about that, and now I'm ready to dive into Rebirth. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I did pick up on some of that, but uh, I'm actually curious to hear what you what you said. So. Well, yeah, well, the thing I want to... The thing I'm excited about to have you on is you had mentioned in your email that you just kind of had some questions uh, about where things are at with the DC universe and you thought I could maybe answer those for you. So I, I don't see us necessarily going plot point by plot point to the issue, although there are some things we definitely have to talk about. Uh, yeah. But And we can go out of order. I'm, I don't care about covering it chronologically. I've already given the spoiler warning, so we're all in here. But before we get started, tell everybody uh, about your podcast and where they can find you online. Yeah, sure. So uh, my podcast is called Take Me to Your Reader, as you probably mentioned, and uh, we cover adapted science fiction. So uh, we cover books, novellas, short stories that are turned into science fiction movies. And we had Matt on, of course, to talk about The Martian. We had Ben on to talk about 2001, A Space Odyssey. That's Ben so, DeBono, not Ben Avery. Correct. Yep. Yeah, I was going to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, you can find us online at pavementpodcast.com or just search for us on Facebook. Uh, search for Take Me to You Reader. Yeah, I love it because I love reading and then going to see the movie. That's usually the order I like to do it in because I think the books are typically better. So your podcast kind of is a perfect blending of something I like to do just for fun anyways. Yeah. It's interesting, too, though, with when you look at uh, comic book movies, I feel like my enjoyment of comic book movies has been bolstered by the fact that for a long time I haven't been much of a comic book reader. Oh, yeah. And so I've been able to, like, go to the Avengers movies or the, the, the MCU movies and just enjoy them for what they are and not be comparing them against some story that I read when I was in high school. That's a really so. good point because I feel like my, because I'm into comic books, my expectations are always so high that uh, it almost never lives up to what I'm hoping from it. Such yeah. as like Captain America Civil War. I hate to say it, but it, it was a medium level score for me when I think of a rating. I think I gave it a three or three and a half. Yeah. Uh, now, are you are you rating that against the Civil War comics? Well, that's I, the thing. I haven't heard your thoughts on on that comic book arc. I just read it. So yeah. Well, no. I mean, I I try not to compare it because I really want the Marvel Cinematic Universe to be able to do its own thing, and I prefer if they don't try to follow the the comic book story beat for story beat, just because. You know, you have a whole long history in the comic books that you can't compare to with the, the movie. So I'm glad to yeah. have them uh, kind of do their own thing. Yeah, so, but I just want them to do their own thing well, I guess. So yeah, yeah. I I guess my thing with with movies and you know, if I'm going to complain about any kind of reboots or anything like that, I I never complain about it with comic books because they like we're talking about today, they reboot all the time. So all right, so let's dive into this because yeah. uh, I loved this and i'm not a huge dc reader although i mean compared to most people i'm a huge dc reader but compared to my own personal reading it's heavy on the marvel side and mm. then some dc but like i said compared to like the average citizen <laughs> i'm guessing yeah. i'd be considered a huge dc comics reader uh i listen to other podcasts so i'm very familiar with what's been going on i mean I, i'm really pumped to just kind of hear your initial thoughts and then i will dive into the things I think we have to address. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm kind of in your boat there as well. I mean, so kind of my background, I guess, as a comic book reader, um, I really didn't read any comic books past like eighth grade. And and pretty much everything that I read was uh, Teen Titans. So the new Teen Titans, the oh, tales fun. of the Teen Titans from the 80s. You must have loved this then. I did. And, and, and that's why, because, you know, any story that features Wally West, that's going to be huge for me. And it, in his kind of classic Kid Flash look right. which was just rad okay so we're i, I want to dive into just i mean we're 
we're all spoilers, so I just want to ask you a few quick questions before we sure. get in. So now I know you you read Teen Titans and you're familiar with Wally West. Did you ever read Watchmen in the past? Um, I have seen the movie. I actually am in the middle of reading Watchmen for the first time right okay. now. Okay. When the movie was close to coming out, I decided to pick it up for the first time. And mm-hmm. I think, I, I mean, it had been hyped up so much and it's always ranked on the top graphic novels of all time. And it's still one of DC's best sellers, even yeah. you know, 30 years later. So I, I don't know. I didn't <laughs> love it. I hate to say it, but I just, I, I can't remember what I rated it back then. This is uh, you know, a few years back now, but again, kind of felt, Oh, you know, so, so about it. Like there were things I liked, but I'm not really into the ultra violent stuff. So th- yeah. when it comes to the movie, the movie, well, I think the movie translated a lot of the things from the comic. Well, but for me, that was a negative. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's pretty dark. And I think for me, part of it that's missing for me is I feel like it's kind of a deconstruction of the comic genre, almost a superhero right. genre. And since I'm not really steeped in it, since I haven't been into comics, except for like the last few years, I've started getting back in. Um, I feel like a lot of the, the stuff that it's trying to do actually kind of go over my head. Well, I'm glad you brought that up about the deconstruction because now that, uh, these thoughts are not all just my own, but I think it's really interesting to bring up the fact that Rebirth looks back at the legacy of Watchmen sort of metatextually. And I, I'm going to be paraphrasing here, but if you look at Watchmen, it uh, came out, like I said, in 86. And after that, well, it was 86, right? Well, it was around that time. And after that, you got things like The Dark Knight Returns and mm-hmm. uh, other dark DC titles. So Watchmen was supposed to be set... Well, it is. It was set in its own world, and they were able to really break down the superhero genre in a way that the other titles maybe they couldn't because they had yeah. this long legacy and, and a lot of future stories to tell. So, But in a strange way, it actually impacted the real DC universe by taking away some of the hope, some of the light, some of the fun, and making aspects of the actual mainline DC universe more dark. And it was mm-hmm. sort of an answer to, well, Watchmen was really popular, so let's do this now with our regular characters. And we kind of have been writing that out now for a long time, where you get characters like Wolverine and Punisher in Marvel, and yeah. you know Batman has continued to be sort of a dark character as opposed to more, more fun-loving and even the recent Superman incarnation in the New 52 was not the, you know, really nice guy. He had these elements, not necessarily really dark, but just that he wasn't necessarily always a, a good guy. Uh, yeah. So what I liked in this book is that in some ways it felt like Jeff Johns was almost in the dialogue talking about how these people that took away the hope that was bad and it's almost as if he's talking about the authors of Watchmen or even DC of the 80s yeah uh, and how now Wally West is saying we need to get hope back into this world and I mean I love the how meta it went with that where it was almost making not just the Watchmen the bad guys but the creators of the Watchmen I'm not saying Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons but more DC corporate and how it impacted DC for years to come. So I don't know what, did you take that away from it or what did you think about that? Yeah, I, I wasn't, you know, since I wasn't as familiar with Watchmen and, and kind of the, the reveal at the end, the Watchmen tie in that's there that took me by surprise. And I actually didn't get it immediately. Um, and I started uh, like watching YouTubes and listening to podcasts and stuff, um, deconstructing the rebirth title. So to find um, out what, like, did you, when you saw the smiley face, 
Pin. I got that reference. Yeah. Okay. And then w- when you saw the, did you know that we're talking about Doctor Manhattan at the end there? I, no, I did not know that until until I picked up Watchmen and started reading it because I realized there was a reference there. And then when I saw the repeated uh, clock face in the in Watchmen, that's where I'm like, okay, that's that was the reference there at the end. It's awesome because as soon as I picked up Rebirth, I I mean, it did. The, the first page has the clock face like you're talking about. And then the last page and the epilogue comes back to it, or maybe not the last page, but the parts of it do. And yeah, it did look familiar with me, but it didn't click with me. And I wonder if some people were instantly like, oh, that's kind of like Watchmen. But it's just been years of this world is off limits. Uh, I'll say a few things for the audience sake. And if you have any, you might already know about this. But um, yeah, like I said, Watchmen as a universe and as characters were off limits there was kind of like an unspoken rule that dc would never cross over with that and that the story that we got back in the 80s exists on its own and that's that but then <laughs> uh maybe i don't know three or so years ago maybe a little bit more dc decided to cash in a little bit and do a bunch of prequel short stories called before Watchmen. and that <laughs> i mean they're still set in their own world not connecting with batman superman wonder woman not, none of that but even just doing prequel stories that weren't by the original creative team was really frowned upon by a huge fan base. So mm. the fact that they've brought Watchmen into the same universe uh, where Batman exists is mm-hmm. crazy. So when I saw the pin, I was like, I, th- I mean, I don't usually, while reading comics or books, say anything out loud. But I definitely was like, what? That, yeah. I mean, you you instantly know. And then you get to the epilogue. And you're like, oh, like, of course, Dr. Manhattan, who I won't say anything about Watchmen for your sake. Well, you've seen the movie. He's yeah. just an all-powerful being who, yeah, I, I, I could see him being somebody who did mess with the universe the way that Wally West was talking about. I loved it. And there is a line. I, yeah. I've not heard one other person mention this, but um, we get two people talking back and forth in the epilogue. And one is Dr. Manhattan. And no one's really saying who the other person is and the other because, you know, there's white boxes of words and blue boxes so we never actually see dr manhattan we just know right he's there do you know who the other one is no can you so that's what one thing i was going to ask you was it says nothing ends adrian yeah you, adrian so, adrian is the real name of the character ozymandias okay and okay. So, so that's uh yeah so that's who that is now one thing i don't know and uh you know some characters in the watchman universe lived and some died at the right. end of watchman my guess is anybody that died will be brought back for the sake because you can't have well. What do you remember a specific character that dies in the movie? Sure. Yeah. Who, who, who do you remember? You can say it. Spoilers here. Uh, Rorschach. Yeah, Rorschach's like the I'd say like the hero of the Watchmen universe. Like he's like the main yeah. guy that everyone loves. So you can't uh-huh. do this crossover and not bring him back. I feel like he's you've got to have the the face to face with Batman. Or, but it's is interesting because currently in DC universe. Well, the Watchmen are based on the Charlatan comic. No, Charlton. I think I said Charlatan. Charlton comics. <laughs> <laughs> the Charlton comics that DC bought, uh, they got characters like Blue Beetle and The Question. And so originally Watchmen was going to be done with those characters, but then DC mm. wanted to use those characters, so they made their own version. So The Question is now Rorschach, and oh. Blue Beetle is now... Night Owl or whatever that guy's right. name is. Yeah, his his kind of airship thing looks a lot like the whatever it's called in with Blue Beetle. Yeah, exactly. So it, I mean, it's gonna be kind of weird to have these uh, 
crossover characters like question and rorschach could maybe do a team up or something it's it's yeah. crazy it's really i love that kind of stuff though i mean like like looking back at um when i first kind of started getting back into reading comics um the reason was because i had a nook uh you know the barnes noble e-reader yeah i had one of the color ones and they gave away the first issue of crisis on infinite earths oh okay um and that that kind of got me back into it the thing that actually um was the game changer was the the kind of guided view thing I think that's what they call it on Comixology, guided view, yeah. where you can double click and just swipe and it'll it'll pan you through the actual page so that it tells you where your eye should go. Um, because like for a long time, comics, I just, I actually said to Colin, who you know, um, they're too chaotic for me. I don't know where, to, where my eye should go. And so that guided view totally got me back into it. But then reading stuff like, like Crisis on Infinite Earths, where you have multiple versions of Superman and you have, you know, you have them in the crime syndicate or, you know, you, stuff like forever evil you know where you kind of have mm. that crossing over i i love that so the, totally. the idea of having uh the question in rorschach interacting would be cool yeah i love it i don't think that we're gonna see the you know the watchman characters show up on the scene anytime too soon i think they gave us this tease and maybe here and there well because you know it's kind of interesting this issue is dc universe rebirth issue one they right. haven't solicited any future ones but i wonder if sporadically maybe once a year or something we'll get number two or i mean it, that i would love to see that i mean it's not unheard mm-hmm. of to have an issue one and that just stands on its own but i because i don't know where else would be a big enough stage for the watchmen to show back up i wonder if they will have dc universe rebirth issue two maybe next i don't know when maybe next summer or something i don't i'm, I'm just making all this up i have that- no idea it would be cool to have that kind of that meta title continue but just sporadically right exactly because I yeah they'll they have to because they are doing a soft reboot they're gonna have to get that all those different titles going without having the Watchmen in the background of all the titles except for you mentioned liking Wally West did you hear that uh, well yeah you probably saw the ad at the end of this comic that Wally West is gonna be sort of the star of Titans which it takes your Teen Titans that you read and gives them a new title do you know about nice. that? No, I didn't know about that, but that, that's, you know, the the best thing I can say about this uh, Rebirth thing is that it does totally make me want to read further issues. You know, it makes me want to read Titans, and I never read the Teen Titans like you did, but the I, if I understand correctly, the mission that that team of Titans is going to be on is to find out who messed with the universe, and mm. in that case, you and I know we're talking about the Watchmen then, whereas they don't have any idea. It's, it's going to yeah. be kind of fun. So, with Wally West appearing, it's... One cool thing, and I'm not positive if you know about this, so I'll just mention it real quickly. When the New 52 started, Wally West was totally absent. Everybody was like, where is he? He'd been The Flash for a long time. He was a fan favorite. Uh, and DC went out of their way to say, uh, you know, there's no back, or I think they said backdoor, trapdoor. There's no way that we're getting out of this New 52 thing. It just, it's our new world. This is the world. Right. It's not like we're going to... Because yeah, even when it was first announced, I'm I'm saying within the first month of it or of it being announced, uh, or maybe it was when we noticed that Wally West wasn't on the scene, people were saying, "Is Wally West going to be the key to get the old universe back?" Because there were already people really early on in the New Fifty Two realizing there are some things missing here, and Wally yeah. West is one of those things, and he could be the way to bring some of those things back together. So it, it's crazy, you know. It's a case of did the fans guess correctly or did the corporation think that that was actually a good idea but yeah here's wally west uh finally coming back so i haven't (laughs) it's weird but i haven't read a lot of comics with wally west as a star but i did watch 
the Justice League cartoon of the early 2000s where he was the Flash. Right. Uh, so I guess for me, he was always the guy I thought of as the Flash. So I did enjoy, and also knowing the backstory of how he hasn't been around for four years, I really mm-hmm. enjoyed seeing him on the page. What did you think? Yeah, I really enjoyed having him too. But I wanted to ask you, um, how did Wally West disappear in the first place? Was he just not included in after everything wrapped up in Flashpoint? Then he was no more? Exactly. It was one of those crazy cases where, and this happened to numerous characters, Flashpoint happens uh, back in 2011. Does that sound right? 2000. Yeah, I think 12, that's what 11 that or 12. Led into uh, yeah, 52, right? So, yep, yep. Yeah, so Flashpoint yep. happens in 2011 where Flash goes back in time and changes something. And then when, the, when he fixes that thing, when the universe comes back together, it comes back, well, in some ways, incorrectly. But at the time, they were trying to say the way it was always meant to be. So they merged. Uh, they just, yeah, they merged their Wildstorm universe into the regular DC universe. They merged aspects of Vertigo into the yeah. main DC universe. And so at the time, they were saying this is how it was always supposed to be. I mean, now in this issue, we're hearing that that was somebody messed with things and that's wrong. Yeah, but, there's still stuff missing, yeah, connections so, missing. Right? So then Flashpoint happens, that changes, and then all the titles start up, and there's certain characters like Wally West that just no one mentions, and they just are gone. <laughs> and so, no. yeah, there was never an expl- no in-comic exclama- explanation of what happened to him. Okay. See, now I, you know... A lot of people have a, a big problem with New 52. For somebody like me who is just trying to get back into comics, yeah, you know, it was a godsend because I'm like, well, now I can just pick up issue number one of something. And so um, since I was enjoying The Flash, I picked up all, all the New 52 Flash and, and read that. And if I'm not mistaken, there's a Wally West character in those comics. Yeah, that's true. And they do. But he's, a, he, but he's not the same Wally West, not the redheaded Wally West. Right. Yeah. He's an African American Wally West. And so yeah. they actually addressed that in this comic. Did you catch that? Yeah. Where he, where he was kind of watching and, and seeing that there was another Wally West who was just finding his powers. Right. And I guess what the situation is, is that uh, in, let's go back to the, the original Wally West, even back in his world, his universe, uh, his parents sibling i don't know if it's like his mom's brother or something like that had a child and they also named their named him after a grandfather -grandfather. yeah yeah, wallace so which is wally so even i I mean this is all retcon but jeff johns is trying to tell us even pre-flashpoint there were two wally wests so the fact (laughs) so the fact that there's now two wally wests is not they're not the same person they're just cousins so right so the african-american wally west is cousins to the original wally west Okay. I have no problem with that. I, th- I think it's a cool way to maintain both. Oh, yeah, totally. And if you look at the cover of, uh, well, there were two covers that came out for this original printing. And one of the covers has the African-American Wally West in the Kid Flash costume. And I've seen teases for the Titans comic that I was talking about. So there, it's weird. There's going to be a Teen Titans comic starring Damien, the son of Batman, as Robin. Yeah, oh. But then there's also going to be, so that's Teen Titans, but then there's going to be Titans, you know, minus the teen, which mm-hmm. will star Wally West from Rebirth here, the original Wally West, and it will star Nightwing and uh, you know, Wonder Girl, the originals, the ones that you read mm-hmm. back then. So that's the yeah. title I think is going to be the one to watch. And of all the titles, it might be the one I pick up because, uh, you know, I love the fact that they brought the pre-Flashpoint Wally West in. I like the idea of that original Teen Titans team, even though I've never read it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's good. And it's written by uh, Dan Abnett, who is a, a good writer. So I'm mm-hmm. excited for that specific one. 
hey, if you want to team up and uh, and cover Titans, I'll totally do it. You want to cover the, maybe the first uh, trade or something when it's all done, like the first five or six issues? Yeah, that'd be cool. Or we could do, I mean, we could just do the first issue because uh, that's coming out soon. Uh, let me see if I can find when it comes out. While you, you ask your next question, I'm going to look that up. Well, I was just going to say that, um, so I was actually reading Teen Titans when Robin became Nightwing, like inside one of the issues. Um, There's a very famous run of Teen Titans called The Judas Contract. Oh, yeah. And that, it features Deathstroke. I don't know if you've read those. Uh, I I haven't read them, but I'm very familiar. Yeah. So that was when I started watching Arrow when it first came out, and they originally introduced Slade Wilson. Like, I immediately just freaked out. I'm like, I know who that is. Um, So I I thought it was cool, though, that they pulled characters onto that show from different titles yeah definitely all right i've got it titans releases on july 27th so it's a ways out but i'm excited for it you know when you mentioned that new 52 was good for you you know same story for me because i've not read a lot of pre-flashpoint dc comics and Mm -hmm. yeah i felt like this is a great place to start so now post flashpoint i've read a ton of dc new 52 comics and even so much so that Oh, my library actually locally, the one that myself and Daniel Butcher use, it has an awesome backlog of comics. So like almost anything I want to read is in that library. Uh, But it's the one negative, I guess you could say to the new 52 is it made me feel like there's no real point to reading pre flashpoint. I know that's not true. Like I know there's good stories that exist that I'm missing out on, but just for the sake of keeping up with continuity, I feel like, well, I can only read so much. So I might as well read the things that currently matter. Which I I, yeah. know, I know there's some listeners that are like, oh, you're missing these awesome stories, and I'm I'm sure it's true. Just for me personally, uh, that's how I've done it. So I've read a lot of New Fifty Two, yeah. and The Flash well, is one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed The Flash as well. Um, I will say though that with even with the rebirth thing, um, kind of undoing what you were talking about about the the New Fifty Two maybe making it so that the older continuity didn't matter with the rebirth it's actually made me want to go and seek out some of the older Wally West as Flash uh, titles so that's something yeah. I'm, I'm kind of interested to do because I read um, when I started getting back into comics it was mostly about the Flash mostly because of the Flash television show um, so I read things like Flashpoint and Flash Rebirth and every one of those has like a ton of things that happened before them that I totally did not get. And I guess one, one question I wanted to ask you about um, the Rebirth issue one, what do you feel like is the necessary, is there any necessary homework that someone should, should do? Mm. Should, are there titles that they should be aware of or events that they should know about? Okay, this is a good question. Well, yeah, you have to know that, okay, yes. Do you want me to just spoil what happens or just kind of tease what maybe you might want to go back and read? Yeah, maybe tease what, you, what you'd want to go back and read. Okay, so... Uh, there was an event that happened last year called Convergence, and I can't necessarily highly recommend that event, but it will lead into a recommendation. So uh, in Convergence, something happens that even before Rebirth happened, uh, opened up the door for some of the pre-Flashpoint characters to enter into the New 52 universe. Okay. Oh. Uh, so and that, that set up the Joker thing as well, did it not? Uh, possibly. I, I'm still in the dark on that one, but it did set or was up... That the, maybe that was the Dark Side War. Yeah, I could talk about that too, but um, Superman from uh, the pre-Flashpoint universe was married to Lois Lane, and Mm. they actually were able to escape into the New 52 universe. So that's not a spoiler. That's not really a story plot point. It's just a fact. It just happened kind of nonchalantly in the middle of Convergence. Okay, so... Oh, interesting. So then... See, to me, it was kind of nonchalantly in the middle of this one. Yeah, so uh, then they had an eight-issue 
a series that now has, I believe it's concluded now, called Superman, colon, Lois and Clark. And mm. it was about them living in the New 52 universe, but about Clark hiding who he is because there is this younger version of himself, the New 52 right. Superman, going around being Superman. So they, uh, they actually start a family and they have a son and, and uh, they kind of just go about their lives. Now, I haven't read that, but I've heard really good things about it and I know the gist of what happens in it. So that is going to lead directly into the new Superman title because I don't think this... Uh, did I already mention about <laughs> Superman of the New 52 to you or did I talk about that at the beginning of this episode without you? Uh, you talked about how he's, how he's kind of a jerk, but I don't think you mentioned the one major uh, thing that happened oh, before. So, so you already know though, right? Issue. Do you mind if I... I do. This? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, the New 52 Superman then dies... And, right. uh, and it kind of paves the way to bring in the pre-Flashpoint Superman to take his place. And so going forward, in this new Rebirth universe, the Superman that is going to be in there will be the pre-Flashpoint Superman. So now you've got... And what's interesting about that is he's going to know Wally West. So when Wally West is on the scene, there's you, now Flash remembers him. And mm-hmm. maybe other people's memories will be sparked. But for sure, you've got these two friends, pre-Flashpoint Wally West and pre-Flashpoint... Uh, Superman being able to work together. So I'm kind of excited about that. So I'd say that was probably a two read, even though it's not currently available in trade. It It is, uh, all the issues are out. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me flip through here. You know, there are parts of Dark Side War. I think I, well, in the Rebirth comic, it talks about Wonder Woman having a brother. You picked up on that? I did pick up on that. That was a little, that was a little kind of oblique, and I just kind of let that one go over me and thought, well, maybe maybe I'll pick that thread up later. Yeah. So in the Justice League title, there was a I think ten part story called Dark Side War, and Wonder Woman was sort of the the key character of the Justice League, and there she was narrating the whole thing, and and one of the things that comes out at the very end has to do with this mystery brother and i to be honest i don't know very much about it i just know okay. that one little fact that's hanging out there so i i think uh a part of me wants to say justice or the dark side war and justice league would be uh to read i mean i thought it was fun i think well you've read crisis and uh anti-monitor is a character in that like he anti-monitor makes his new 52 debut in dark side war okay yeah Anti-Monitor is one of those things like, you know, you learn about him in, in Crisis on Infinite Earths. And I think he comes back for, does he come back for Infinite Crisis as well? And then Final uh, Crisis? I don't know. I haven't read those other Crisis titles. Yeah, I haven't either. So I don't know. Okay. Uh, so I shouldn't say he makes his, he kind of appeared. Did you read? Uh, uh, he was in Black as Night, was he not? Or, or Yeah, but that was pre-Flashpoint. I think... Uh, oh. I think he had an antimatter. May have just he had a word balloon appear, or maybe he appeared out in. Uh, there was a Trinity War that happened, and there was also the Forever Evil, and so he's kind of he, he his presence was felt, but he didn't really full blown appear. Okay. Yeah. Uh, until I, Dark. Side I did War. read uh, Forever Evil, but I hadn't read Trinity War, and so that was totally one where I thought I'm going to need to go back and read that at some point. Yeah, I like Trinity War. A lot of people didn't like it, but I thought that was fun, and it led right into Forever Evil, which I loved. Yeah, I, me too. Uh, and then Forever Evil led into, I think, a great run of Justice League. So Jeff Johns is just one of my favorite writers in comics. Yeah. You know, no matter what company we're talking about, I love him. So I'll basically read anything he does. But this is his last comic, Rebirth, for a while. He's uh-huh. because he uh, he's kind of growing in his power in DC, and so yeah, I think they're going to try and get him to make some decent movies. Right. They just announced that. He's now him and one other guy are so the power players 
the you know behind the scenes running the DC movie universe, and I think Scott Snyder is sort of taking a step back. So, I, on one hand, I mean, it will be nice to see, see good film, but if I had to pick, I'd definitely keep him on comics because he's just so good there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm just well, so. What did you think of? Uh, I I thought it was interesting that the the whole rebirth issue one felt a lot like crisis on infinite earths to me mm-hmm. just the way some of the some of the pages the way they pulled out there was um kind of when they when they first introduced the idea of superman's death there's that big two-page um oh yeah spread there that has all those different characters in it. and it totally reminded me of of several um of those kind of pages in in crisis but also just the way the way it had wally going around and trying to warn um different people you know trying to connect with people trying to get out of the speed force that that moment at the end when he when he sees barry and he's resigned himself to dying was so moving to me i i i mean it reminded me of it was kind of a reflection of that moment in crisis on infinite earths when when the barry allen flash dies and so i totally expected him to die right there yeah Um, so i was i was caught by surprise and I, i just i thought that was a fantastic moment when when barry pulls him out oh man i 100 percent agree that moment was again i just like i mentioned i don't usually talk out loud during comics i don't get emotional for a lot of comics and even and i've never even really read wally west in comics i'm just familiar very familiar with the character and and flash and but yeah i thought they're just giving him an awesome send-off they they made him the star of this they kind of answered that question that fans have been asking we've we've already got a wally west in the new 52 so uh they don't really need him so i thought man they're gonna kill him and so when he come when yeah let me just flip to that page when uh barry allen saves him pulls him out and i I wish i had the exact line right in front of me i'm just flipping really quickly he says i'm so sorry and then the big page how could i ever forget you and they hug it's like amazing seriously i loved it yeah yeah you're totally man tears there yeah i love that I i just love the potential of what could happen it makes me I mentioned I want to read Titans. It does make me also want to read Flash because how is yeah. uh, Barry Allen's comic going to be, you know, uh, colored by the fact that he now knows about this other universe that he's not currently living in, and and they right. mentioned losing ten years. I guess that's one way to explain why they're all younger, but I, yeah. it feels like they lost more than ten years if you think about. Well, you know, there was an appearance by the Justice Society of America, or at least that one Johnny Thunder character. I don't know right. anything about him. Like, yeah, I when growing up, we had we had the mostly the Titans comics. We had a few Justice League, a few Justice Society, and Legion of Superheroes kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know much about them. Like, I knew who Jay Garrick was, but yeah, when when you talked about uh, recommendation or yeah, recommendations to go back and read, I think for myself, I should probably read some justice justice society of america and i think jeff johns did do a run of that so maybe i'll check that out uh another one we didn't mention but we've we've been mentioning it but not mentioning it as a to read but just the event flashpoint yeah definitely Uh, that uh, it's fun it's kind of set in an alternate universe and it sets the stage for what happens in rebirth yeah yeah i i enjoyed that one it's definitely worth a read and i think it would make it would make this make more sense yeah yeah, so um, I I think it's interesting though, just like on a meta level, where where they're talking about how, um, where Wally is saying there's there's this connection missing, there's this you know hope and and emotion missing and from love. the universe. I think it says love. Yeah, love. They, it's, they it's, didn't just take it's time. So it's fascinating to me the the emotional reaction that it got out of us 
kind of parallels what was missing in the new 52. Exactly. And I, I just think that's really, really well done. I can't. Oh, yeah. And if you yeah. flip to, you know, we've already mentioned at the back of the book, there's some ads for future comics. But right before they get to there, they have this two-page spread of all the heroes and, you know, just says the greatest heroes, their greatest threats, DC Universe Rebirth. But the cooler thing about this is if you, as you look across this page, it's just full of heroes, probably 20 to 40 heroes all on one page. You've oh, got yeah. characters smiling. And I think that's not just a small detail. I think it's really specific that... They're trying to say, all right, we're we're going to bring back some of the fun lovingness of this universe that should be full of hope and should be full of love, and and that's what's next in Rebirth. Yep. Yeah, Seth, it was great. I really yeah, liked it. Agreed. Well, you know, I, let's do it. Let's read Titans together. Just the first issue, and then we can see if we want to go on from there. I might yeah. pick up. Now that we're talking about it, I kind of want to pick up Flash too. I. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do that. I was considering. I, I might pre-order that one. I was considering picking up. Batman, but I I'm trying to watch my money a little bit, and I because yeah. my library has such a great collection, it it really takes some of the unless I just don't want to be spoiled, it takes some of the uh, uh, I don't know the threat urgency. Of, yeah, the urgency. Yeah, I mean I can go get anything for free in maybe six months. So, but some things like Rebirth I had to read before I found out about it online, and I guess the some of the things, some of the big plot points like Wally West and Watchmen were spoiled online a few days before, but I did not get spoiled, so it was great yeah, for me. Either. Man, I was, this was the most fun reading experience I've had from a comic in maybe years. I, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I pre-ordered it, and, and that, was, that was something that I never would have thought three, four years ago that I would have done. Yeah, did you pre-order, do you do an uh, online company or just through your comic shop? Uh, just Comixology. Oh, got it. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. They they've got this um, comicsology unlimited thing going now. It's kind of the, like the um, oh, what is it called for Marvel? It's like their Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, um, but only don't... only you can use it for DC or Marvel, which is cool. Okay, um, so and I... I, uh, I'm like maybe I'll do that for a month and and hit all the the Rebirth number one titles. Well, you should look into that because I, I thought you should look into that because I thought that the comicsology unlimited had a bunch of the companies like image and idw but not dc and marvel so just uh i'm not certain but i could be wrong about that but i thought that that was to me like an anti-selling point okay i, I will check into that yeah so but okay. i could i could be totally wrong if that is the case if you're right I, I i might do that also so yeah all right let's wrap this episode up but then i guess i'll get you back on in july and we can talk about titans and if we read any other rebirth titles if I read others, I'll mention them. And if you read others, you can mention them as well. In the meantime, okay. I'm going to try to pick up, if I can find it, uh, if it gets released on Trade Fast enough, I want to read that Lois and Clark 8-issue series that came out just so I can be caught up on this new Superman. Nice. I was going to, um, at the library I have waiting for me, uh, Trinity War, because I was going to read that and then reread oh, good. it forever. So, I mean, when you read that, uh, just email me or you know, Facebook me if you have questions about what was happening at that time, because it does sort of... It takes issues from Justice League, Justice League Dark, and Justice League of America because it kind of cross over into all those titles and just it puts them in chronological order. But it might there might be some things where you don't you're not quite following because it had to do with issues in the past. And it, so the I like Trinity War, but it doesn't necessarily stand on its own super well. So just watch out for that. Yeah. So cool. All right, I'm gonna hit the music and then you and I can talk post music but oh plug your show again and uh then i'll say goodbye to everybody 
Sure. Yeah. So uh, look us up. Take me to your reader. Search us on Facebook. And, uh, you know, if you like reading books and watching movies that are based on them and uh, hearing us argue about what makes a good adaptation, then uh, find us. And it's pavementpodcast.com. Is that right? That is correct. And uh, for me, my request to you listeners is that you will send me your top 20 comic book characters and top 20 sci-fi characters, but especially the comic book characters. I, I'm here on a comic book time machine podcast. So uh, again, the one through 10 have to be ranked 11 through 20 can be in any order. Uh, Seth, did you send in your, your list yet? I, I must confess, Matt, I have not done that. What? <laughs> and, and, and part of that is just because I just don't feel like I'm qualified All because, right. because I've done so little reading. Uh, you have to do it. You, I'll give okay. you, I'll give you until the end of the week. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> so you can send up to me, everybody, at Matt at the com for comic book time machine listeners. We're going to extend the deadline to June 15th. And then uh, that'll be that. But uh, yeah, if you have any other feedback or questions, or if you want to hear us cover other things related to Rebirth or anything at Marvel or any past stuff, just uh, send us in some feedback. And I think that's it. So that's all from here. I'll say my name and then you say your name. I'm Matt Anderson. I'm Seth Easley. And we are signing off. Oh, that came in loud, huh? (laughs) That's a cool jam. I was imagining uh, you just unexpectedly hearing the loud end of the music there i like that song yeah yeah it's good stuff i actually so don't I, know where we got it from i'd been uh Thank i'd you. been meaning to subscribe and like download a, uh some comic book time machine because i hadn't done it i knew i knew that it existed but um like i'd look at what you guys were covering and i'm like oh, i haven't read that I haven't read that I haven't read that so i had to go way back in the catalog to see you where you were uh covering crisis on infinite earths okay so i've got this plan because when we first started the show we did events at the end of our main topic episode Sort of like on the uh, sci-fi Christian where we maybe we'll do the news and then we'll have listener feedback at the end. Sure. So yeah, yeah. I kind of have an idea to maybe edit together the first six issues or, I mean, the talks, these mini conversations on the first six issues of Crisis just to have them all together in one place. And then as I do 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, they're all their own episode. So it'll be a little bit simpler, hopefully. Yeah. So. I haven't done that. I just think it's a good idea. So maybe eventually. So hold off. I'll now that I know you want to hear them, I'll try to do that for you. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. All right, I'm gonna go back to the family. So thanks for joining me tonight, and uh, we'll talk again. I'm sure online sooner than later. But I'll get you on the show in July or August. Okay, sounds good. All right. Thanks, Seth. Bye. <laughs>